Have you ever wondered why anyone drinks Malort? Or if there are actually lobsters in the Chicago River? Then listen to the Curious City podcast, where we answer all your questions about Chicago and the region. WBEZ's Curious City is part of the NPR network and available wherever you find your podcasts. Once again, abortion access hangs in the balance in Wisconsin. I'm Adora Namigade and for Sasha Ann Simons, and this is Reset. Voters in Wisconsin are picking the next state Supreme Court justice today in the most expensive judicial race in American history. Now the race is not partisan, but here's the thing. One candidate is for abortion rights, while the other is anti-abortion. And whoever is elected will likely hear a case that will decide the fate of abortion access in Wisconsin. To get the full picture, we're talking to Molly Beck, senior capital reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. All right, Molly, tell us who's running for this seat. We have Janet Protasiewicz. She's a Milwaukee County judge. She's running as a liberal in this officially nonpartisan race. And uh, opposing her is Dan Kelly. He's a former Supreme Court justice who was appointed uh, by former Republican Governor Scott Walker back in 2016. He ran to keep his seat in 2020 and lost it um, in a race that Republicans viewed as a little bit of an anomaly for a spring election because it was the the Democratic presidential primary was on the same ballot. Um, so he's trying again this year. And um, like you said, it's it's pretty much, you know, it, in addition to the Chicago mayoral race, it's, it's the big, one of the biggest races or the biggest race in the, in the country this year. And um, it's drawn, you know, I, I think the, the record set was in Illinois many years ago at about 15 million. And, and this race is drawn about $50 million in spending, um, and there's a lot of reasons for that. Uh, like you said, abortion is just top of mind for a lot of voters here, but also um, Republicans have controlled uh, the, the state legislature for about a decade. Conservatives have controlled the Supreme Court since 2008, and so there's been a lot of conservative policies that that Democrats are looking to undo with this election. Mm. Okay, but technically this is not a partisan race, but we Mm -hmm. know what people really think. Um, So what's going on here? It's not a partisan race, but we're clear on people's (laughs) political affiliations. Right, right. It's not a partisan race on your ballot, and pretty much it stopped there when, you know, it being nonpartisan. The candidates, especially this year, are running essentially political campaigns. The the groups that are getting involved in this race are the same groups that get involved in congressional races and U.S. Senate races, um, the races for governor and attorney general. Like, there's really no difference between this race, from my perspective, and, and those races in terms of the political warfare that's going on. And that's just because of what the stakes are. You know, pretty much, you know, every controversial law and high-profile policy that. Um, the legislature has put forward or the governor has tried to do has, you know, been challenged in court and it ends up at the Supreme Court. And so that's why, you know, people with political interests are very interested in this race. And can you describe the case that will come before the court that will decide the future of abortion access in Wisconsin? Sure. Yeah. So when the U.S. Supreme Court overturned Roe v. Wade last year, that essentially put back into effect this dormant law that was passed in Wisconsin in 1849, a year after the state became a state, um, that bans all abortions unless the mother would 
absolutely die without one. And that has been challenged in court by the Democratic governor and the attorney general. They argue that subsequent abortion-related laws that have been passed since Roe v. Wade in Wisconsin have essentially repealed that initial law. Republicans don't agree. Republicans believe that law is in place, and effectively, it is in place either way, even this with, with this legal debate, because all abortion providers in Wisconsin stopped stopped providing abortions as soon as Roe v. Wade um, came, or the Roe v. Wade decision to overturn it came down. So this case is all but certain to end up at the Supreme Court later this year. Mm. And what impact has this sort of difference in interpretation of the law had on abortion access in Wisconsin? There's, there is no access right now. There's, um, and I, I think I've done some reporting, not recently, but it, in the months following the, the U.S. Supreme Court uh, ruling, that a lot of, a lot of women are coming to Illinois. I talked to some Illinois Planned Parenthood officials who said that they were. Um, essentially, you know, doubling and tripling resources in the state to to accommodate the ex- expected influx. Mm. We'll be talking to Illinois Planned Parenthood in just a bit. But first, I want to know, what is the timeline for hearing this case on the 1849 law? Well, there's the arguments in the case at, at the circuit court level were just scheduled for next month. So those will happen. Some sort of ruling will happen at the circuit court level that will I'm sure it will be appealed to go to the appellate level, and then I'm sure that will be appealed to the Supreme Court. So it'll be many months. Molly, what are the sort of potential rulings that you could see coming as a result of this case, and how would that impact abortion access in the state? If It, it depends what the ruling says. If, if, the, if the court decides that um, the governor and the attorney general's arguments, if they rule in favor of them and they believe that the the, and it repeals the initial law. Um, you know that could that could trigger a bunch of activity in the legislature to create some sort of policy that everybody can agree on, um, or at least the Republicans that control the legislature can agree on. But the governor is a Democrat, so they're going to have to do some negotiations there because he has said that he uh, won't sign any legislation that is more restrictive than what was in place under Roe v. Wade. And that was at about a 20-week ban. Mm. So we could see maybe that coming back into play if if the Supreme Court race today um, goes toward the liberal's favor. Okay. And you've already said this has been a very expensive race, but I also understand it's been a bit nasty. So what's your sense of public opinion on these two candidates? Yeah, I mean that's a good question. I I know that I'm sure everybody's very sick of all the campaign. <laughs> there's just there's it's just completely nonstop. No matter where you are, if you're in TV or YouTube or mm. anywhere, there's just tons of ads. Um, you know, there's a lot of um, stories from different kinds of websites about each candidate that you know aim to paint them in the worst light possible. Mm-hmm. So I think everybody's just pretty tired of of all the mudslinging. Well, that might end tonight at 8 because that's when your polls close. Do you anticipate this being a tight race? Every every statewide race pretty much in Wisconsin is tight, but um, the spending has, you know, for a long time been on the liberals' favor, so I think a lot of people are expecting that to help liberals tonight. But again, like, I've been surprised many times, so I just, I don't know how it'll turn out.
All right. We can't know what happens until 8 o'clock. Thank you, Molly Beck. You are the senior capital reporter at Milwaukee Sentinel, and we appreciate your time. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Now let's hear about how this decision in Wisconsin will impact the services that abortion providers provide to meet the influx of patients who end up coming to Illinois. Bridget Leahy is the vice president of public policy for Planned Parent Illinois Action. Thanks for joining us, Bridget. Thank you for having me. We've been talking about the current abortion ban in Wisconsin and how this race in Wisconsin could impact access there in the near future. And we know that that ban has led to some Wisconsin residents crossing state lines for care. So first, tell us, how many more patients from Wisconsin have we seen coming to Illinois as a result of this? You know, I don't have an exact total number, but what I do know is that of all the states surrounding Illinois that have cut off access to abortion, we are seeing the most patients from Wisconsin. Uh, we um, are seeing more patients than ever from out of state, and Wisconsin patients make up the largest portion of out-of-state patients. Since Roe v. Wade was overturned last June, Patients from Wisconsin have increased over 600 percent. Okay, okay. We're not sure on the exact numbers, but at least kind of proportionally, you're aware that more people are coming from Wisconsin than other states where abortion is not legal. Yes, yes, definitely. Okay. Uh, And in order to meet this need, we have... uh, engaged in a partnership with Planned Parenthood of Wisconsin. They have a team of uh, healthcare professionals who come down to our Waukegan Health Center, which is not very far across from the Wisconsin border in Lake County, and they provide services there. That helps us meet the need um, so that patients are still being seen. Uh, They're still getting timely care. It's not the most convenient thing, obviously, and um, we would prefer patients to be able to get the care where they live. But as long as Wisconsin is going to cut off access to abortion, we are going to do our best to make sure that we can provide care to those who need it. And can you tell me more about that Waukegan Center? I understand that providers from Wisconsin are driving like several hours uh, to the Illinois Center to provide care. Yes, and I I must uh, applaud the dedication of healthcare providers. That staff has made a personal sacrifice that they are going to be traveling. And so in many ways, they are feeling the same challenges that patients are feeling. Uh, I think it is a tremendous uh, a gift to the healthcare community that we have providers who are willing to make these sacrifices, willing to go to, you know, whatever it ne- is needed to make sure that people get care. Uh, I think we have to understand that while we are putting in measures to make sure that we have capacity and that patients can be seen, it isn't easy. It isn't easy for the staff who are doing it, and it definitely is not easy for the patients. How are things going at that Waukegan Health Center? Is it like fully staffed? Yes, uh, we are doing very well. In fact, despite uh, seeing more patients than we have ever seen before, we are not experiencing excessive wait times for appointments. And that's um, because we have really ramped up and prepared for this this moment. Um, 
we want to make sure that every single one of our health centers is ready no matter where patients are coming from. So in Waukegan, we have a very large health center. We built it knowing that there was need in the area of Northern Illinois, but also anticipating that we might lose the Supreme Court. We were planning years in the future when we made decisions about where to locate health centers. And part of that was knowing that we were at risk of losing Roe v. Wade. And you said um, you're seeing more patients than ever before at this particular center. Do you have any numbers there? Uh, No, just I know that it's a 600% increase from Wisconsin. And most of the Wisconsin patients are coming to Waukegan. Some may be coming into Chicago. It depends partly how they are traveling. Mm -hmm. Um, But uh, most of them are coming to Waukegan because that is very close to the border. Okay. And Bridget, can you tell me about how you're reacting to abortion being on the ballot in Wisconsin? I think that this election shows that people are outraged by the overturning of Roe versus Wade. We have seen this in all of the elections since uh, the Supreme Court ruled. And this election in particular in Wisconsin will be monumental. We know that there were a lot of people out there who were trusting that we had had Roe. We didn't have to worry, right? And now that Roe was taken away and our rights were taken away, many voters have woken up and they've realized that they have to get out, vote, and make sure that all of our rights are protected. And I think you see that in the momentum and enthusiasm. I read this morning that there are over 400,000 early votes that have already been cast as of Monday. I think there's a lot of interest in the race, and I think part of that is driven by the fact that pro-choice voters are very motivated. They In Wisconsin, they live in a state where right now abortion is no longer accessible, and it went away right after the Supreme Court, the U.S. Supreme Court ruled. The only way they're going to get that back and get their rights back is if they change their state Supreme Court, because now all these decisions rest with the states and our state court systems are more important than ever. Bridget, can you talk about what would happen on a practical level if if Wisconsin's abortion ban was overturned? Like we saw abortion providers stop providing abortions almost immediately. Would that completely reverse? I can't speak for every provider, but I know that Planned Parenthood would be committed to returning services as quickly as possible in the state of Wisconsin. Um, There is a commitment to meet people where they uh, live and try to provide the services where they live. So, yes, if, if that law were to be overturned, I think that providers would step up as soon as they possibly could to bring care back to the state. That was Bridget Leahy, Vice President of Public Policy for Planned Parenthood Illinois Action. Thank you, Bridget, for your time. Thank you so much. That episode of The Reset Podcast was produced by Linnea Dominic and edited by Ethan Schwab and Meha Ahmad. If you have approximately 15.4 seconds, leave us a rating. It helps other people find our podcast and join the conversation. Thanks for listening, and I'll catch you again next time.
Do you need a break from the news? Well, my friend, Nerdette Podcast is here for you. Our show is all about delight. We laugh about what's happening in pop culture and feature thoughtful interviews with fascinating people. We even have a monthly book club that you can participate in. I could just go on and on about it. I loved this book. It was an experience. I'll tell you that. (laughs) I discovered authors I had never heard of and I'm really happy that I did. Come hang out with us. Listen to Nerdette wherever you get your podcasts.